Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of The Solomones. Um, tonight, it is a Sunday night and we are going to be sharing some things that we learned this week, this past week. And we are um, Sarah, Hohe, <laughs> and Bisula. And this is Mabel. Um, so we're going to start with Sarah. She's going to tell us that she, something that she learned last week. Sarah, go ahead. <laughs> I learned a lot of lessons this week. No, 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 no. Sarah, tell us about your hike. Oh, yeah. I went on, <clears throat> I went on a hike. <laughs> what hike did you do? Water spring hike. <laughs> Fifth water springs hike in Spanish Fork. How was that? It was. It was good. It was pretty good. <laughs> It was, it was 4.5 miles. <laughs> it was 4.5 miles. Then we're back. Mm-hmm. We left late. Um, so we weren't sure if we were going to make it back in time before the sunset. But unfortunately, and fortunately, we walked back and the sun was setting and we walked, ended up walking back in the dark. But Mabel brought her lantern, and the lantern actually made the snow sparkle really good when we were coming back. Mabel kept sliding a lot in her Idaho boots. Don't hate on the Idaho boots, Kay. I was like, we're all wearing winter boots, but she kept sliding with her boots. Like, it was legit winter status on this hike. And, uh... I like what was going through my mind when we were coming back was I how did the pioneers do this like they have less than half of what we had which was like electricity uh, you know top winter gear they didn't have those things back in the days so I I was really grateful um, I was grateful that you know we were able to do this hike with the things that we had, you know, and enjoying nature. Yeah, um, that's what I got out of the hike. What about you, Mabel? What did you learn this week? Um, This week, I was reminded of how important sleep is and how getting at least seven to nine hours regularly like every night is important for you to function at your best the next day um because when you're sleep deprived it's easy to be cranky to be lazy 
feel lethargic at work, especially if you have a desk job, which I do, and it's harder to concentrate and to be productive. So my goal for this next week is to get at least seven to nine hours a night so that I'm not having to do this again next week. <clears throat> well, if you don't mind me asking, like, what things, what are you going to, what things are you going to do in order for you to get this quality eight hours of sleep? Um, so usually I go to the gym at 9.30 or 10 o'clock because the gym is emptier at that time. So I'm able to use the machines and weights that I want to use. And because that's when I have the most energy. I have a break after work and then I can go later in the night. But I found that when I go that late, when I come home, after I shower, I am not tired. It takes me at least two more hours to fall asleep. So I've been going to sleep at 12.30, 2 a.m. Yeah. And I still have to wake up at <coughs> 7 to get ready for work. So I'm changing my gym time this week. And I'm going to start going a little earlier. We'll see how that works out, though. Because usually the gym is a lot fuller at 7.30 or 8. Or even like 6. So... I will try though. That's the plan. But yeah. Sounds good. I was like, that, like, I just remembered, I was reading, I was listening to this podcast. I listened to these two uh, doctors. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling you about it earlier this week, BC. Mm-hmm. They were talking about stress, um, stress eating. Yeah. Foods that you can eat to help reduce stress. And he mentioned something about, uh, you know, treating the major factors of stress. So when you overwhelm yourself. Well, basically, let me get to the point. Um, he suggested some things to help you have quality sleep, like turning off your phone an hour before you sleep, you sleep mm, yeah. having some kind of meditation routine, like you do your, um, you know, brush your teeth, your whole face cleansing routine, and then like creating a whole routine before yeah, before you sleep, and like he's found that that helps sometimes. <laughs> I've tried uh, turning off my phone an hour before I sleep. That worked for one night. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, it's a good habit that I'd like to, tr- like, put into my life. Turning off my phone an hour before bed. Because I've I've learned, I've noticed also that when I have quality of sleep, like, my next day is, I'm more focused. So you're having trouble with sleeping as well? Yeah, and adjusting to my new work schedule, eating... Not eating after 10 and all that stuff. Sounds like a process. It is, man. Mm-hmm. Just can't give up on the process. That's an interesting um, study because it works for kids. Like bedtime routine. Yeah. When you put them on a routine at a time and they go through like certain motions before they go to sleep. 
like that routine alone makes them sleepy yeah. like it's like a you know they're prepared for it put on your pjs mm, brush your teeth it's bedtime story yeah Maybe we should get a PJs. Maybe we should get some PJs. Yeah, maybe we should own like a pair of proper PJs. You know, like, um, like like when we were younger, we had like those dresses. Yeah, but now we can get like you know silky kimonos or something. (laughs) (laughs) You should definitely look into that. Yeah, like. I take a shower and then like cream yourself down with some kind of awesome moisturizer mm-hmm. and then you like slip it into these really good PJs. <laughs> Comfortable PJs. Yeah, like those a proper one. A proper adult PJ. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Not some ugly pair of shorts and a t shirt. Basketball shorts and a t shirt? Well that works sometimes, you know. I mean, that's what we've been using for. <laughs> it works sometimes, though, like just to throw on something. Like I know. That. Plus, we're trying to like find a routine, right? Yeah. Because obviously, the things that we've been doing before. You too. <laughs> no, I think we should all do that. Like, okay. it doesn't have to be expensive PJs, but just yeah, they have affordable ones. Yeah. Walmart. Yes. But make sure you like them so when you go to sleep. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah. We need to come back, um, go around and come back with an update about that PJ sleep routine thing. The effect that PJs and sleep routines have on quality sleep. For adults. <coughs> mm, for adults. Because we know it works for kids, right? Yeah. Wait, what other things, though, do you think that'll help you sleep better? Um, I don't maybe like more um, Bishop actually suggested this to me he suggested reading and more <laughs> more brain stimulation <laughs> like using like thinking having a time between coming home doing everything I need to do and going to sleep to read to study Oh, one thing that puts me to sleep is after I plan my next day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like tired already. (laughs) No, it's like I just bought a planner. And then I realized that I I usually keep mental notes of things. And I'm like hoping I forget half of them. (laughs) (laughs) But when I write them down, it's just like... (laughs) (laughs) And you also mentioned something about eating the frog. That eats your frogs. It makes you more tired. Oh, the book by Brian Tracy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good book so far. <laughs> so far, I read only the head the headlines for each chapter, but yeah, I think. But I think that there there is something to be said about organization, um, good time management, yes. and routine. But it's funny because it's not really popular. Like, not not popular, but it's not. Like, you were talking about adulting and how it's hard, like, hashtag adulting. And I feel like being responsible adults is not a very trendy thing. It makes you tired, though. Yeah. It requires effort to organize your life and to manage your time well and to 
you know, when it's time to go to sleep, go to sleep instead of watching a Netflix movie to help you fall asleep or staying on YouTube or Instagram. It requires restraint and it's a huge part of adulthood that nobody likes to talk about, I think. That's, that's true because the other night I was about I just wanted to sleep I wanted to fall asleep but there was yesterday's laundry was on my bed my there was no sheet covers on my bed or anything <laughs> I just wanted to fall asleep on my laundry <laughs> but I was like no so I just well I didn't clean my room but I just like put the laundry on the floor <laughs> I made my bed yeah yeah and they just like did my whole bathroom routine, read something, and then I, I fell asleep because my bed was made. I know, that's a step towards quality sleep. Yeah. Having your bed made, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious though, right? Yeah, so shame though, sure do to the world. <laughs> no, but I was reading something where this guy was talking about like the best advice he had ever been given, and it was if you can't do everything in a day make sure just make sure you make your bed just that and it helps because my room can be a mess but my bed will be made and when i come home like i w i want to go to sleep <laughs> like i feel like at least i did one thing today especially when you have really busy days because that happens yeah. it's part of life but yeah like it i agree Anything else, PC? What about you? What did you learn this past week? Um, I was thinking, oh yeah, that's right. Um, this past week is week two in the making of um, planning my meals, I mean the family's meals, and then going out and buying a grocery list. And, because usually I just buy a lot of food that I know the kids will eat and then I just give it give prepared meals that I know they'll eat but yeah. if I don't have a plan like what I'm gonna make it takes longer for me to work up the the oomph to cook it because I'm like okay the thought process behind each meal is a ton because I haven't planned it ahead of time. And so this second week of doing this meal planning and buying the groceries after meal planning has been um, life-changing. Only because I don't have to think about the thought process between each meal is not a ton because everything's already bought and then everything's planned out. Right. Right? So it's been easier and the motivation is not as much because the work effort behind each meal has been allocated already. It's like you've already prepared yourself mentally. Like this is what I'm making. I already got all the ingredients, I didn't have to go searching the cupboards to see if I have ingredients, you know, all that. Do I have this? Do I have this? We don't have this, you know. Does that make sense? It does make a lot of sense. And so, yeah. So one thing that I've learned 
is that keep doing this because it works and I've been also looking into doing a month meal planning I think Diana too but I'll see if I, I'll let everyone know if I jump on that wagon yeah because I heard it's like affordable as well you know because you still want to be frugal with food but obviously you want quality food right so I'm looking into that month's meal planning freezer option. Okay. Like freezing yeah. soups and stuff? Yeah, soups or like everything. It's still raw, like the meats and stuff, but all the seasoning is and what goes into making the dishes all thrown together in a bag. And then you put it in the freezer. And then when you're ready to make the meal, you bring it up thought straight into the oven straight into the pan slow cooker and you have a meal ready mm -hmm. all the prep is taken out of the equation because you've done it ahead of time but yeah <laughs> meal planning for families or even for like I don't know how's your meal planning um so I about 12 dozen eggs that's two weeks so one egg a day for breakfast <laughs> I mean but, but you've like set aside breakfast one egg you know what I mean like you've planned that I haven't planned it like I just buy it and be like okay 12 eggs <laughs> that's what I used to do before I used to be just buy all the ingredients and then every day is a new adventure I don't know when you have a big family like it's different yeah yeah because you're trying to make sure everyone eats their food everyone likes their food i mean but like the motivation behind prepping a meal that's what i mean like even yeah. if it's just for you i know i like salmon oh yeah you made that dish oh, that was so the good. other day i loved it it's really nice salmon and avocado and i've learned that i really want to up my the good fats in my diet just for I really like this podcast that I listen to these two doc, uh, British doctors yeah and these they have cookbooks out and they always suggest foods to eat for your brain foods for your kidney foods for your and they always they always suggest the Mediterranean diet and who was on the Mediterranean diet uh how do I say it without sounding sacrilegious Jesus Christ. Was he really? Yeah, because he grew up around Jerusalem area. Mm. But that diet is like the high in spices. <laughs> <laughs> and all that. Cool. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, so that's what I learned this past week. Does anyone have anything else to share? You see? No, I don't. Okay. So maybe we could just um, wrap this up. And we'll talk to you guys later.
Okay. Good night. Tristan. All right. Good night.